both in, in the relationship now in other relationships and other places where I'm like, wow. And I've been doing that for so long and justifying it to myself. Wow. I might as well have been on ayahuasca this whole time and just, <laughs> and just woken up from a dream and been like, how was I operating that way before? Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Why don't you set, set a conversation up? All right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you. So one of the things that's really been uh, present for me, I started rereading Untethered Soul, which I I just have to say, like, I was actually going to skip the intro. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Because I usually what I'll do is I'll go to I'll go straight to part three. And so I've done that twice. And then this time I was just sitting by a pool and I was like, you know what? Like, I, I just want to hear from the beginning. And I sat there. That book is jaw droppingly good. Mm. it like every time and it's one of those books you know we talk about reading books all the time where you read something and you're obviously reading it from a different place and god there's so much wisdom in there it's mm. just like the way that he's able to take the super super big concepts and boil them down to this simple easy to understand um and one of the things that just really hit home for me this time was this whole concept, which we actually spoke about on the uh, podcast right now of awareness and that all we are is awareness. Like there is nothing else that you are. <laughs> so if that, if that were true, okay. And all we are is awareness, then what do you do with that? And I've just kind of like been playing that in my head. I think for me where you know, we spoke about this before where like our voices have actually started to be positive in a way. Yep. It's yep. like pulling you forward and, and being, you know, saying amazing things. Well, it's, he's like, it's encouraging. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's like, that doesn't matter. It's still not you. Yeah, that's true. It's still a voice. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> like I just kind of stopped in that moment. Cause mm. You know, I, I was sitting at my, I had just a beautiful weekend. We, it was just a beautiful weekend. We were at the club. We were at the kids. We were, I was sitting by the pool listening to this and, and watching all these kids play around in the pool and like people playing tennis and golfing and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I was so overcome by this feeling of gratitude for my life and how blessed I am. And then, you know, he's talking in my ear and saying all this stuff and I'm listening to all this and he goes, even the good stuff is still not you. And I just went, (laughs) (laughs) stop there for a second. Mm -hmm. And so I've been playing with it. I've been playing with it. Just like he calls it the roommate. I've started calling it the narrator, Mm -hmm. you know, like it just narrates everything. Mm -hmm. And it narrates because it almost feels like if it's quiet, it dies. So it just narrates good, bad, different, this, that, I'm cold, I'm hot, I'm 
I, I like this shirt. This feels weird. That feels weird. That looks weird. This looks good, whatever it is. And I'm just becoming more and more over the last two, three days, observing all of it, not judging any of it, just observing it. And it's been really, really interesting. Well, it's definitely an interesting thing to to consider, right? I mean, it's very Vipassana-esque, Buddhist-esque. It's like no craving, no aversion, because the the side of it, the side of that thought patterning that you're like, oh, that's a good omnipositive thought. Like, that must be me. Mm. It's still a craving thought because yeah. you're, cra- you're craving the sensation that's good versus the sensation that's bad, which you're trying to avoid. And what I hear is it's removing possibility. Because there's an addiction to it. Oh, I got to hold on to that one. Oh, let's do more of that. And then it's like, okay, well, now something's not possible. That could be possible. Would you just like go of that and be like, it is like, you know, I, I really, for me, it's like thinking of thoughts as clouds in the sky is like the most, the best way that works for me. Yeah. Um, just because it's like they appear, they disappear. There's really no attachment to it. You enjoy it. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, you know, it's a goddamn cloud in the sky. What's the difference? So yeah, I, I love that. It, it's just like joys and the unattachment. I don't actually know if joy is in the unattachment. Joy is actually in in some attachment until that attachment goes all awry, and then joy becomes something else. It's like, um, like you said, if you if if you want, if you're saying the key to us is what are you aware of right now, is going to co- give you your collective conscious reality experience anyway. Then yeah, then the, all you really got to focus on is what's in the awareness currently. It takes it a little bit deeper, which is. If you are just that, if all you are is awareness and you strip away all of that, and what if you got to a place that there was just nothing to be aware of? Mm. Just nothing. Like you just are. And, you know, I, I, I get that as I say it, it sounds like this super, super crazy, like out there, God knows what human beings have ever been able to produce that result in their life. And it's a really fucking cool thing to just play with. And the question that he said is like, if you find your, it's just simple, simple tool. If you find your mind going really, really nutso, just say hello. Just say hello. Like three, four times, just keep saying hello, hello. Like inside you say hello, hello. And it just stops. And then you get this like beautiful pause of just silence because it doesn't know what to do. It's like, what do you mean? Why are you talking to me? You're supposed to be me. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? It's, it's just been amazing. So that's been really cool. And then um, this, the second one was we watched a movie this weekend called Collateral Beauty. Okay. You ever see that with Will Smith? Oh, you know, I started watching it one time and it actually, it felt really cheesy when it first started. So I didn't end up, it's not like 10 or 15 minutes. So I I honestly don't know why it has such bad reviews. It's a really good movie. And I mean, Will Smith, other than Hancock, which I'm going to just, I'm going to give him as a mulligan, um, doesn't really make bad movies. And this was just so high level. Um, so I don't want to ruin it for anyone. I just want to say this one line that I actually like took the, the line took my breath away. So I, this doesn't ruin anything. It's, it, but basically Will Smith is dealing with the, the death of his six year old daughter who died at one point. He's having a conversation with this woman and it's about love. 
And she basically says to him something like, you can't live without love. Like you can't function as a human being without love. You're nothing without love. Love is the fabric of everything, which I know when we were in Colombia, like we fully felt that. Like we, we just got to the point on like day four, five and six, where it's like, this is love. Love is this, love is that. It was just, everything was love. And he, he starts saying what he's saying. And he was like, I had love. I experienced it when it was, I, I saw love in her eyes and I saw love when she touched me and I heard love in her laughter. And, and now she's gone. And it's, you took that from me and I can't experience love. And she goes, looks right at his eyes. She goes, and there's love in that pain too. And I just went, Oh, and it just, it actually made me think of you, bro. Cause like what you're going through now, right? The pain and all that stuff for, that you were going through, I should say that that's love too. <laughs> totally. And when she said it, like every part, you know, like when you remember something, every part of your cells just goes, <gasps> like, yep. almost like it feels like they activate. The tingles and the jingles. Yeah, all of it. Like, it, it literally, like, I actually gasped. I was like, oh! like, I mm-hmm. took my breath away. And I just want to share that because I know that we as human beings are constantly dealing with stuff. Like, constantly, whether it's your work or your relationship or an elderly parent or a grandparent or whatever it is. And it's, it's difficult at times to bring yourself to a place of love and joy and passion and fulfillment and all that stuff. And I just want to offer you that in the pain, in the darkest of moments, that's love too. And as soon, like if you can get that, even intellectually, maybe not physically feel it, but like even if you can intellectually understand that my pain is an expression of love too. Mm-hmm. Well, even, even on an intellectual level, you could say, you know, energy can't be destroyed and can't be created. There's just a transference of it. Even on that scale, whether love is, you know, love, that's what's so interesting about relationships and love. It's like, it's like you can feel ecstatic joy and bliss and you can feel the worst misery and depression and it's like nothing's changed it's a pendulum swing of that energy going in two different directions and that's what it feels like on the polar opposites of that energy field so it's like it's not being destroyed it's being transferred you know like for me uh, with the with the attachment to this person and i think like I'm not done through my, I'm not done through my process. Like I can't pretend that I'm done through my process. It might take a year. It might take two years for this process for all I know. That it might be a lifetime for this process. Decades. It, it, whatever, whatever that is, right. The healing for me started though, like the last week and a half, because I finally got to a point where I could like get unattached to this person no longer being in my life. Like I can actually like, like let it go where it's like, I've been both and. Like I want to heal, but I want to hold this person really close to me. Mm-hmm. Like holding this person close to me is clearly not creating healing, right? Um, so that's kind of been the the transition. Um, and I I've been hyper aware of that while mm-hmm. going through this experience. It's like you said, I, and I mentioned it today also on, on the calls and uh, with one of our coaches. I'm like I, I was in an ecstatic state of bliss coming out of Columbia for about as long as I can ever remember. 
And then that energy moved here, but my state didn't change. Like I stayed in a super vulnerable heightened state while watching it. I've just never experienced pain while I was that way. And it allowed me to experience pain that I have not wanted to experience since I was nine years old. I remember sitting in that car, making that choice and saying never again. And, and that's how it's been. And, and I think part of the reason for that is I look at traumas from my past. When I used to feel this kind of pain, it's what led to depression and suicide. So for my life has been, since, since I got out of that, avoid that at all costs. Mm. Don't feel this because this leads to that. Except the person that let that, you know, how I was then was a person that couldn't be with these emotions, these sensations. So I created a whole bunch of negative stories wrapped around it and then lived into that future. Where it's like right now, it's like, I'm, I know I'm not going to do that. So it's like, I can sit here, but the process is long. It's uncomfortable. And of course, I want to be any fucking where else, anywhere else right now than that experience. It's just that like, I know how to move through things quickly. And that's just like, and that's the masculine approach to it, right? Something's wrong. What's the solution? Let me build systems. Let me fix it. Let's move the fuck on. Let's do the next thing. Do, 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 do. And I'm like, I'm so not even committed to that anymore that it just didn't even make sense to do that. And it continues not to make sense. And and the truths that are being revealed within my experience to myself and how I could trace it back to being a child, I've never had revelations like this before. Mm. To the point where like I'm systematically seeing myself treat people differently, have completely different responses. And yeah, there's still the tug and pull of the past. Like nothing is perfect. Like a few things came up yesterday and I was like, oh, that's interesting about things that I would have done before that I like kind of like let slip in. And then like, I find myself like annoyed or, or uncomfortable or even sad, but it's so much more interesting now when I'm in the experience, my ability to um, not just be like, something's wrong in my body. Like I'm, I'm easily identifying what's going on and it's not being purged at the other person. Like something came up with somebody and, and they cleared it with me. And I was like, oh, wow, there's like sadness and annoyance here, right? And I wasn't like directing it at them. Like I'm sad and annoyed with you. Uh, It's all these like, and it's really subtle. Like, I don't even know that you can, that I have articulation to train people on what's going on right now. And maybe I will down the line. It's, it's, you know, this, this ideal of feeling it all, I think is one of the most critical things that I've ever learned, learning, I should say what it's opening up for me in terms of access to the things that I've always known that I could be, that I, for some reason, couldn't access. It's because it's all this pent up energy that's in the way of you even having room for new experiences to come in to show you those things. Mm -hmm. But when you create this kind of stuff and the things that I've been asking for, like what's happening to me now as negative quote unquote, as these experiences have been, I've been asking for this for 15 years. You know, to have these insights, to have these puzzle pieces fall into place the way they are right now it's beyond profound. So if like you were to sit me here and say, Hey, this is what you have to go through. Guess what? Yep. Raise my hand again and again. Like I have zero regrets, but just to go back to the initial idea here is like with my, with my last two formers, you know, most people break up, they push that person out of their lives. And maybe that needs to happen here too. I don't know yet. But ultimately what I see is like, you know, where peace comes in is there's two forms of love. Most people say, I love you, but what they really mean is I'm fucking attached to you. When you're not here, I'm fucking miserable. And I've, and I've experienced that. I'm not saying I'm beyond it. What, but what's in the background for me is I love this person so much 
whatever there are yes to in life, I'm supportive of. And it was, I felt the same way with Jordan when, when, when that relationship ended, I was like, love just needs to take different form here. I want to continue to love you because my soul loves you that way. Whether I'm with you or not, I'm going to continue to love you that way. And what love to me means is that you support what that person is an, an absolute yes to in their life. And it's like, I teach that to people, trust that, live that way, see what happens. And here's this person that I love dearly and is taking steps in her life to live that way. How can I be mad at that? Yeah. Because if I was her coach and I wasn't her lover or her boyfriend or whatever, I'd be like, you should listen to that. Yeah. So there's nothing to be angry about. It's just finding like, how do I detach from that role and then bring myself to a place where like I've transferred the energy of love back into a supportive role so that I can, I can stand for that person and whatever their soul's desire is. Yeah. You, you said something and I want to speak to it. You said, uh, and we say this all the time, you were just in passing said like, I'm annoyed. Right. And so a lot of the times we talk about, um, I'm upset. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm pissed off. I blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, another, another place to look, which he brings up, which I really, really thought was interesting. And it's definitely the work that we've doing, been doing, which is at any given time, not all of you is experiencing that, right? So if you're upset or frustrated or sad or depressed or whatever it is, it's not your entirety is upset or your entirety is depressed or whatever, right? Like a piece of you is. And so what he asks is instead of being like, you know, why am I upset or things like that? It's like, what part of me is upset? What part of me is annoyed? What part of me is hurt? And when you go at that level, what you're basically looking for is awareness, right? Awareness made some aspect of your world bad in some way, shape or form, whether it's not safe or whether whatever. And it latched onto it. And whatever reacted inside of you is something that that aspect that awareness showed itself didn't, didn't feel good to guy. Like this is what he was sharing before where what has been triggered was that nine-year-old little boy that, uh, when we left Israel, um, you know, every time we would leave our grandparents got, we, we left when guy was five, but like, you know, we would go to Israel and then they would come here. And every time they left, it would just be this like massive, massive cry fest. And, um, guy at the age of nine was like, I'm done. I'm done feeling that kind of pain and that kind of hurt. Right. And so now when people leave, what shows up is that pain. Right. And so it's not that guy is hurt or guy is upset. The five or six year old that experienced that pain way back then that's who's experiencing the pain right now. That's who's coming to the surface and like, I'm really hurt. And so rather than deal with the external, which is, you know, I'm going to manipulate my situation, which is what we human beings do. Like I'm going to alter this and move this and da, 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 da. If you could just check in with yourself and go, 
okay, what part of me mm-hmm. feels really, really hurt right now? And then what would arise, maybe not instantly, right? Like we've been doing this for a while, maybe not instantly, but what will eventually arise would be that six-year-old. And he would show himself to Guy and Guy would see him very clearly in whatever way, it could be visual or auditory or feeling or whatever. And then there's a conversation to be had with that six-year-old, not the situation, the circumstances of this and that, like deal with that six-year-old child who's feeling that kind of pain right now. Because guess what? Once that child is calm, it's like a whole new lease on life. Because it's not like you've solved the external and put a Band-Aid on it. You actually went and did the work because the situation is here to trigger that. That's what the situation was designed to do, to trigger that six-year-old so that you could go and have awareness to go, oh, this is where I get to look right now. This is the work that I get to do right now. And then you do that work. And guess what? The next time that six-year-old doesn't have that same impact by that situation. He won't get that upset anymore because you've done that work. And that's how you truly, truly start altering your life, your your being at a cellular level so that this stuff doesn't keep happening over and over with just different people and in different places. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been doing the, you know, like that what comes up from my, my little boy is like, why don't you love me? And then I get stuck in like the unanswerable question of like, do you really love me? And then it's like, da da da, I really love you. And it's like the next question right behind that is, but do you really love me? And it's just this like endless pain cycle, right? Of there's just not enough in this world to provide evidence for that, you know. And that's what we do to a lot of people in our life. It's like they don't show up. Oh, you don't love me, but do you really love me? Show, prove it to me again. It's like how many fucking times do they have to prove it to you? Where where the causality seems to be is you're not whole and complete around love with yourself. Right? If you if you loved yourself fully, that question wouldn't even be there. It wouldn't arise like as a concern. Yeah. So one of the things I've seen is and we can map this onto any relationship really like think about the people you admire, you love, you look up to, whatever. There's there's a characteristic that they're exuding that you love and yet you don't ex- either exude it easily, naturally or a lot of it. So then you want to extract it by being around that person instead of saying, huh, well, they're really enthusiastic. I'm not. And then that's kind of been my, my thing. Like I like being around enthusiastic people. I don't find myself being like easily enthused. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm now looking for an external person, place, or thing mm-hmm. that brings enthusiasm into my life. However, I can create a context for looking for opportunities to get more enthusiastic about stuff. You know, and then just like putting that into my conscious programming, like, oh, here's a great opportunity to get enthusiastic and be like, you know, and like start and whatever the fuck it needs to happen for me to start programming my body. It's like, hey, one of the things that we do and we like is enthusiasm. Now, I don't need to go get that from a partner, more whole and complete. Right. And that's what I started looking at. I'm like, what's missing that made me feel whole? And then how do I bring that more into my life? But like self-care, it starts with self-care. You know, like a person holding you or like petting your head, head and all that kind of stuff. Those are moments where we feel really like, oh, thank you so much for taking oh. care of me. Like whatever your love language is, right? Like some people it's touch, some people it's words of affirmation. I'm kind of both of those. And it's like, well, 
what's the difference really, whether I'm creating that experience for myself or somebody's ex- creating it for me. So I'm going to consciously take, not take, but invest more time of my day where I take a moment and I express that to myself. Mm. And that's what I've been doing because it, it really all came back down to self-care. Like that little boy at nine years old felt like he wasn't being taken care of. Right. And that's, and that's the concern. Like as an adult male, I have my logic brain and the little boy says things and I go, well, I figured this out logically about my relationship. I don't feel any fucking different though, because this is a completely different part of yourself. That's at work. It's like the mind is the adult and the, and the child is like the body. Right. And they're at odds with each other because the belief systems are different. But if, if all the, if all the systems of the body are in alignment, heart, mind, body, like, so heart, heart, mind, and like the feeling aren't in alignment you're not that person. Yeah. And those results don't come to you or they come to you and they come to you like in a fraction of what they could. And you're working really, really hard for it. Instead of looking at how do I take this thought and turn it into a sensation in my body, take this thought and open my heart at the same time, which is rare. Usually when we're in our heads, I don't know about you guys, when you tell somebody they're in your head, the other thing you're saying is your heart is closed, right? So it's like, how do you take both mechanisms? There's nothing wrong with the mind unless until there is because you're not aware. But when you're aware, the mind is an amazing fucking tool. Yeah. Your heart is an amazing fucking tool. Most of us have closed hearts. The sensations in your body is data coming in from the field. That's an amazing fucking tool. If you understand it, if you're, if you're looking, I don't know that I understand it, but I'm looking really, you know, I look and investigate a lot. And that's what I, that's now my interest is like, I don't want to, I have, I, I like demolish my foundation. So I have this amazing opportunity to like reform my identity from scratch. I like, I'm like formatting myself. It's super disorienting by the way. Now my old identity wants to hold on to stuff. So it wants to go like, Oh, remember when we did that? That was good. Let's extract that and put that here. Let me grab this from the past. So we'll put that here. And I'm like, not interested. And that means being more patient and having to sit in this shit for longer, which is not what I want. Like mentally, I don't want that. Of course, I just want to be powerful and get back and, oh, everyone would be like, oh, guy, I'm so happy you're back. I don't want to come back. When somebody says, welcome forward, I'll be excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so what I want now is like, I'm like out there and I'm like this little kid and I'm like looking at people, I'm looking at my experiences, I'm looking at our business. And I think to myself, is my heart, my mind and the sensations in my body all aligned with what I'm looking at right now? If not, is this the truth I seek? And is this the identity that I want? And opportunities keep coming up as things that are not pleasant, both in in the relationship, now in other relationships and other places where I'm like, wow. And I've been doing that for so long and justifying it to myself that like the last two, two, three weeks of my life are are, are just a human experience. I'm like, wow, I might as well have been on ayahuasca this whole time. (laughs) And And just woken up from a dream and been like, how was I operating that way before? It's really, really interesting because I was very certain in my operations and now there's not a lot of certainty there and it's, it's, and it's starting to become a beautiful experience versus a scary one because it's been scary for a while. And I just want to, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to have to bounce, but I just want to say that the work that we get to do, if you just realize that everything you want is, is it's here. It's already there. It's just waiting for you to be the, call it a movie screen, capable of showing you that. 
right? It, it you know, the job of your dreams, the relationship of your dreams, the, the whatever you want, it, it's there. It's literally right in front of you. It's just you're not ready to receive it. So then the game is all about receiving and we receive when, like Guy said, we are fully aligned, like all aspects of you are aligned. And so, you know, I'm just listening to what you're saying. It's like all of these experiences, when you're talking about like, I'm going to get to a point where I love myself. Well, I'm still, right? Like I've been married for, we'll be married now for nine, nine years this year in Mm -hmm. December. And I've constantly learned to love myself more mm-hmm. while being with someone loving me. So I think you have to get yourself to a point where the person you seek most in your life, you love yourself enough so that they can show up. You're going to continuously do that work for eternity most likely, right? It's just that partner is coming to meet you at a place in time where you can both help each other kind of go to that next level. And whatever it is that you happen to be going through specifically right now is in preparation for that energy to come into your life. And it's the same thing around, you know, your finances, um, your, your body, your health, things like that. It's just dealing with the internal that is being triggered. So when you say like, I want X in my life, whatever the resistance that you're feeling in your body, whether it's resigned, right? Like resigned is a big one. Like I, I fucking given up on it. Okay. That's a big one. Whether it's hurt, you know, maybe in, in relationships, like, no, that was really, really painful getting my heart thrashed like that. And I don't want to do it again. Maybe it's confusion, right? Like lack of clarity or understanding, et cetera. Whatever you're experiencing around that thing, a great place to ask is like, what part of me is experiencing that? And start dealing with that, like really, really getting in there with that. Because what you're going to see is it's just a block, right? Like if, if you're a conduit to receive everything, there's just a block, like a clogged sink of, of stopping you from receiving all of this goodness. And the second you can remove that block, guess what? Everything starts flowing effortlessly and easily. Gravity does its thing, no matter what, just get the fucking shit out of the way. And so the work that people don't do is removing that block. They're like, no, no, I'm going to buy a different sink or I'm going to use different water, or I'm going to bring these four experts to look at my sink and tell me, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's just here or here or here or, you know, it's some part of you that's either hurt or upset or resigned or whatever. And that's truly the work that I think Guy and I have kind of been exploring more and more. He's just going through, you know, very uh, active uh, experience of it right now because of all that stuff. So all right, guys, I got to run, pick up the kiddos from camp. It's their first day of camp. I'm very excited to uh, to see how it went. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love you all. Good stuff. Let's complete it there. Yeah. Yep. All love right, you guys. guys. Thank you for joining the conversation. Bye. See you next time. 
So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, You'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love. Promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. 